go, baby. Back behind the mic for another episode of All Game. <laughs> All Game. <laughs> We're on a time crunch here, all right? I made it clear. We, this feels rushed just because... Um, Bianca has a vet appointment. She's got yeah, to too. Yeah, we got a new puppy last week, this last week, um, and he's so sweet, but he's having a lot of uh, bowel problems. Uh-huh. Lots of diarrhea with blood, <laughs> to be exact. <laughs> Leave it up to your imagination. I should have not said anything. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I have to go to the vet after this. Yeah, that really so sucks. Or spit, spit spat. Okay. Well. Um, Which he said this was going to be a 10, 15 minute episode anyway. 10, 15 so. minute one. You want to know why? It's because Loki Heike, let's see here. UFC. 295 which i feel like these last few months have just kind of been a blur of ufc like how strange is it that hiri prohaska is fighting alex Pijera in new york like it would make sense like obviously stipe versus freaking uh john jones makes sense in new york but if i feel like these two guys are just so random yeah like it, it should be in brazil or like somewhere it's like just european sick that you were you literally interviewed him and now he's the main event. Here he's the man. Like, that's so sick. He's the absolute guy. And what I'm actually hyped about, though, with this card is I was looking through it. I don't think it really hit me, like, the level of skill, baby, that is going to go down in the co-main and main event. Like, Sergey Pavlovich versus Tom Aspinall is probably... That's like a literal dream fight. I mean, when we were started talking about the cards that we wanted to make for the end of the year, like this was one that I had on here. And we wouldn't have got it if Johnny Boy didn't rip his pectoral or whatever. But I'm just, I don't know, because it says UFC interim heavyweight championship on here. And I don't know what's going to happen because like John was supposed to fight Stipe. And um, if this is interim, it's like, are they going to want to do the Stipe versus John? Like, this is Kellen, has no insider information whatsoever. This is just complete <laughs> speculation. I, haven't been reading anything on it, but like Stipe and John want to fight or whatever. So I guess like at the end of the day, if like John vacates his title, they can do Stipe versus John and then John could retire, but it wouldn't make sense for him not to retire champion. And you can't have John like freaking like fight. If he is the undisputed champion, you can't have John fight Stipe and then you have an interim title holder out there. Like John has to fight the interim title holder. But what I was thinking though is like, what if Loki, this, this is, because, I, I, dude, I don't even know what's going to happen. But what if Loki, this is John's, like, karma for being a less than spectacular human being? And, like, yeah, he has to end up fighting one of the two baddest guys on the planet in order to retire. Like, I feel like that's how it should go out. He should not be yeah. able to fight, like, a 40-plus-year-old. Like, st- who knows? Like, Stipe is still probably really good right now. But at the end of the day, he's still a heavy underdog to win that fight. I feel like John would just run through. Stipe, probably. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You never know what will happen, especially heavyweight. John, you saw what John did to Cyril Gon, and I feel like Gon versus Stipe would be a really tight fight. I think that if Johnny Boy wants to retire, bro, he's got to go through Sergey Tom or Jailton Almeida, without a doubt. Dang. And we just watched Jailton lay on Derek Lewis for uh, 25 minutes last week. Yeah, that was not very overwhelming. Because we kept thinking every single round, we were like waiting. Kel's like, oh, this is one round five. <laughs> Dude, this is gonna be we were absolutely waiting. Five rounds in. Okay. Well, next round, it's going to be it. I'm going to go. Next round, it's going to be it. Wait, <laughs> next round. And then it's like, I just became the same thing over and yeah, over and over, and over again. not really that fun to watch. Should Kellen rank these guys right now? We've got Gileton, Tom Aspinall, and Sergey Pavlovich. Okay. 
For me, Tom Aspinall is the clear number one. Like, he's the dude that's going to be the champion forever. But Sergey, if he just dinks you on the chin, you're done. So, therefore, I think that he's number two. I think Jailton Jael Almeida, he showed that he's a little bit one-dimensional. Like, if, if something's working for you, you can go ahead and, like, he can, he'll take you, like... He'll take you down at will, whatever. But I don't know if somebody's able to stuff his takedowns, how much he's going to be able to really compete with any of the high-level guys on the feet just because, like, I think that the reason why he can grapple so long is just because that's what he does, is he grapples. So if he gets it to the ground, he can do that all day. It doesn't really matter how tired tired he is as long as he gets that takedown. He can grapple with you for, like, 25 minutes. But who knows, like, if you make him, if you stuff a few of his takedowns, make him throw some punches, exert a little bit of energy. I don't think that he's going to be able to last 25 minutes against mm-hmm. somebody as well-rounded as Tom or John. But dude, when we get this interim title fight, it's going to be crazy. Like I think that I'm going to have more butterflies in my stomach for the interim uh, heavyweight championship between uh, Pavlovich and Aspinall just because like these two guys don't lose. Like This is like when Gaethje fights Poirier. Like, neither of these guys lose, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Because like, Tom Aspinall, bro, he doesn't get dinked on the chin. He doesn't get rocked. He doesn't get wobbled. He does pretty much whatever he wants to his opponents. Same with Sergey. Sergey will just bum rush you, throw a flurry of punches. He has the fastest combos, dude, with a guy. Like, he should not be able to throw punches that clean and that crisp for how big he is. So it's going to be crazy. But then also I saw a meme that was like, here you're Prohasio versus Alex Pereira. You know, like the panning to them where it's like pre-fight where they show each guy's face or whatever. Yeah. And there's this a funny thing where it's like I, uh, I think it said like the emotions I'm gonna be feeling <laughs> when I see this visual like this upcoming Saturday is gonna be wild, dude. But we'll go main event and then we'll talk about one other fight on the card and we'll talk about the co-main. But okay, with Hiro Prohasher's Alice Fiheda, we'll keep this one short and simple. All right, I personally think the Hiro Prohaska. If he can, like, just keep staying in his lane, man, I really mm-hmm. think that he could just mop the floor with Alex Fiheda, all right? Yes. Just because what did we see in Hiri's last fight? Like, I want, I can't wait to see how much he's evolved. But also, Hiri was cracking Glover on the feet. And we know that Hiri has relatively good takedown defense. I don't think he's really going to have to worry about that against Poetan. But if Hiri just doesn't throw his flying shit, if he doesn't do anything crazy... He'll absolutely run away with this fight. But, Hiri being Hiri, uh-huh. he's going to do something crazy. He's going to get cracked. I guarantee this, something's going to happen where Hiri's going to do something wild. Alex is going to land a right hand and Hiri's going to have to fight for his life. And if Hiri can fight for his life and just get out of that crazy situation, I think that he should be able to like make a mental switch and be like, all right, bro, I can't do this anymore. And when he does that and gets his wits about him once again, I think that he'll be able to just kind of piece up Alex for the rest of the fight. I know that sounds crazy, but I really do think Hiri, he, he'll, he'll, if anybody's going to mix it up, I think Hiri will be able to mix it up, get him to the ground if he needs to, but Prohaska, dude, he's just the modern day ninja samurai. And he's just, I really think that he's the best light heavyweight on the, in the world. And when he fights Jamal Hill, that's going to be crazy. But I, in my heart of hearts, I do believe that when this man gets locked in the octagon with Alex Pejeda, he should be able to just like, Kiri's a better fighter than Alex Pieta. I like Kiri. I, I want him to win. I do too. He's the man. I, I I have nothing against Alex Pieta. I just do not think that he's like on the same like mixed martial arts level. And Kiri Prohaska just has taken everything to a new level. Like the dude locks himself in a dark room for three days, 
doesn't eat anything. <laughs> like, That's crazy. He does crazy shit with like one eye closed, balancing on one foot, fucking reading or some shit. Like he's crazy. And I feel he's, like that would mess up his eyesight. <laughs> I don't know. But he's a mo- like modern day ninja. This guy would be a king mm. in different at a different time. Like he's like he would lead an army he's of a thousand different. men on horseback <laughs> against. An army that greatly outnumbers them. He just is kind of... I feel like he's just fearless, dude. But okay, the, so I think That's Kiri's so going to win. And I think that Sergey is going to lose to Tom Aspinall via second round submission. Lock that in. Dial that in for your sports bets, okay? Because I really do think that like... I don't know if Tom is going to be able to take out Sergey. I think that Sergey is going to put the pressure on early, obviously. It might make Tom feel a little bit uncomfortable, but Tom's just so elusive. I think that he's going to be able to get to a leg, get it to the ground, maybe take his back. Because I, I do not see anybody knocking out Sergey Pavlovich. I don't know what his one loss was, but it's going to be crazy for yeah, sure. It's, it's like a badass. It's going to be dope, too, because I feel like with this heavyweight fight, it's going to be like high output as well. Because like these dudes, they're in such good shape. Like they... Mm-hmm their frame like they're not just like fat dudes like they're gonna throw combos it's gonna be quick something's gonna happen in the blink of an eye it's gonna be wild but neither of these guys are supposed to lose so it's gonna be crazy all right the next one on one, yeah. the next one on here though is our boy Benoit Saint-Denis <laughs> I really think that Mavrovola right here oh like what a strange card for New York huh yeah usually you get some Americans on the main card there's what we have Pat that. and Freaking Matt, but yeah. aren't even household names really. Pat and Matt. Pat and Matt. Is Pat and Matt is that the parlay? Upset. I mean, because Pat's fighting. That's gonna be a sick fight with Diego Lopez. So clean on the ground. He's good on his feet too. But like, Benoit Santoni. Benoit Santoni. So Dennis is Benny. I guess so. Yeah. Interesting. No, but I really think that Benoit's gonna get this done here. I really think that Benoit. He's like. He's the Mataj Gamrot with hands and kicks, I think. Like, I know the Mataj, he looks, he, he's been looking better on the feet and stuff, but Benoit, he's just got that dog in him, baby. I know it's like cliche to say that about UFC fighters because they're all tough, but like, mm-hmm. Benoit has got it in him. He goes through so the ringer. And what did we see, dude? I have to go back and watch the fight. I saw a little bit of it, but. The one guy that Benoit Saint-Denis has lost to just went to a draw with Rina Fakhradina. Like, that's crazy. Rina was going through everybody. I do. I need to watch that fight. But, like, did that just kind of just speaks to how good Benoit is, I feel like. I think that Mafravol, he's on a good run here. I'm happy that he's kind of made a, made a, uh, a statement in the lightweight division after kind of getting embarrassed against Terrence McKinney, but... Where do you think this fight should take place since you don't think it should be in New York? Like, where is your ideal spot then? Just at, like, the Apex in Las Vegas? <laughs> Honestly, this is a good Vegas card. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is a good Vegas Like, when I think of, like, like, it doesn't get any better than these two dudes fighting, but, like, uh-huh. these four guys fighting. But, like, New York just seems like a strange place for this to go down. Where is Hiri from? Uh, here he, he's from, um, is it the Czech Republic? Yeah. Born. But he was from like Brno or, yeah, Brno, Czech Republic. Yeah. Hey, but he job. was, he's, he's the man, baby. 
But yeah, I, I feel like this play, this fight should be taking place straight up Vegas. Mm-hmm. Not Apex though. Got two no, really big guys at the end for the small. Apex. That doesn't mean the Apex. <laughs> What's the one in T-Mobile? T-Mobile. T-Mobile Arena. But I think this card, like low key, it's got some good fighters though. Because Steve Ursay looking good. Good young flyweight prospect. We got two good flyweight prospects on here. Joshua Van looked hella good in his UFC debuts. Got good boxing against my guy, Zhagas Zhumagulov. Um, got a, his first dub. But yeah, I, I think the main thing on here, though, is just the fact that it's a top heavy card. No pun intended, baby. Um, Yeah, so we got the locks for betting. Benoit, Tommy Boy, and Hiri. It's going to be crazy. I love this card so much. I feel like you could go without the Andrade Modern card here. <clears throat> fight here. Go could go without that. Mm-hmm. Not going to lie. Especially Jessica Andrade. When's the last time she won? I mean, a lot of people like Mackenzie Dern, though. Do we like for the right reasons? We don't know. Uh, facts. A lot of I the guy. Like, few... I don't really like her. Yeah. Jessica Andrade, three fights, kid. Granted, great fighter. She's but like, fighting. she shouldn't be that high up on the. She card. shouldn't be the Coco main. Yeah, it should be lower. This could be the uh, featured prelim. Yeah, I'm down or, for that. Or maybe like, I don't know, maybe the first fight on the main card. Yeah, way rather watch Pat Sabatini versus Diego Lopez. 100%. Yeah. But the Benoit Saint Denis, he's going to become a star this time. Benoit Saint Denis, this is his MSG moment. Let's go! I'm so high for him. I, I can't wait. For, yeah, isn't it like fake salt? Madison Square Garden, baby. Oh, isn't MSG like what they use in like some Chinese, Chinese food? Mm-hmm. That's what they call Madison Square Garden MSG. Okay, got it. And they even put that together. Like what? Dude, you know what I see every time I see these posters? I'm like, I can make these posters for them. You literally could. Yeah, come on. You can make it even probably cooler. Man, what a time for the UFC right now. But, okay, we we have, we have like three minutes left to close this sucker well, out. Sure. Oh, th- three minutes? Three minutes for three title fights. Let's go. Drinkus Duplessis, Sean Strickland. Shawnee Boy versus Cheeto. And freaking Ilya versus Volk. My favorite fight of all time. Ilya Teporia yeah. versus Alexander Volkanovsky That's is going to be crazy. the most When's that freaking, one? I don't know, like February maybe, March maybe, I don't, I don't know. But it's going to be the sickest fight of all time because we're going to see Alexander Volkanovsky get absolutely freaking tested against the Matador. I'm telling you, Alexander Volkanovsky coming off a head kick loss couldn't have come at a worse time. When you get knocked out like that, all right, I don't care what state you're in. I don't care how tough you are. I don't care if you are considered the GOAT. When you get head kicked, what have we seen? Gerard Usman, head kick KO. Mm-hmm. His career has gone completely differently, even though he's an absolute stud still, okay? Like, I'm just saying, that was like my only example. I feel I wish I could. The one Australian guy that is really nice. Dan Hooker? Dan Hooker. Dan Hooker got knocked out. got derailed a little bit there, too. All I'm saying is, I have faith that Iliot Deforia, we're going to have a whole new cast of characters as champion. We're going to have Ilya Tepori is champion. We're going to have Marlon Chido Varys champion. I really do think Marlon Chido Varys is a nightmare matchup for freaking uh, Sugar Shane. Also, don't be surprised if that fight actually sucks ass. Because what have we seen with Marlon Chido Varys? He's not afraid to just watch you for a while there. What have we seen with Sean O'Malley? Not afraid to just sit back and try to counter-strike you the whole time. So, <laughs> even though they're both huge names, a lot of big storyline here. Can be boring. 
I could really see this being an absolute dud snoozer. Sleeper. Just an absolute snoozer. So the undercard is going to have to be absolute fire. Now, when yeah. we got UFC 297, Drikas 2 plus C versus Sean Strickland. Drikas 2 plus C could be one of the worst matchups for Sean Strickland. You want to know why? Because Sean Strickland, he really struggled to get his shots off against Jared Kennedy. He did good still, all right. But when you get a guy that's just an absolute wrecker, powerhouse, doesn't seem to go away, got good cardio, and Drikas 2 plus C, I really think that he is just... I think I wouldn't be not... I wouldn't be surprised at all if Drikas 2 plus C... Do we, does he finish Sean Strickland? I don't know. But I think that he could... Hmm. I think that he could four rounds to one against Sean Strickland just because Drikas, um, He might drop that first round, but after that, dude... I don't know. It's just going to be a clash. But I just think that Drikas 2 plus C's skill set, he's not afraid to just absolutely scrap it out with you. And if there's one guy that'll get Sean Strickland out of his comfort zone, I really think it's Drikas because you know how he likes to make it into those... He likes to get in those dog fights, baby. And you know Sean Strickland, he likes to stand up straight have his clean Philly shell boxing. I think Drikas could maybe lure him out of that and get, land some crazy shots. We've seen Sean Strickland go down before. I don't know. I really do think that we're going to see Cheeto, Drikas, and freaking um, Ilya's champ this year. It's going to be a wild time. But it's 2.30. These are our predictions. <laughs> These are th- That was our predictions for UFC 295. It's going to be absolutely sick. Thank you so much for listening. And Quick you're episode. here first, dude. All upsets coming in early 2024. It's going to be a fun year. All right. And hopefully we get Connor versus Michael Chandler. Yes. That is something that, that would be, be very sick. Sad. I really hope that one well, happens. Just Connor at all. Long hair Connor. True. Is a new mythical character. All right. <laughs> Thank you guys Thank you so for much. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.